Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 25th, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adio Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma-Fucking Gettys. Happy Fast 9 Day, everybody. It's finally Happy F9 here. Happy Day. You can go out and watch this movie in theaters with your friends and family. Tim, you've seen F9. How do you feel now that you've seen it? I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy <laughs> that the movie was real, that it would happen. It finally came out. I can't wait to talk about it on an interview that we're recording later today. What, what's your favorite What's your favorite non-spoiler moment from the movie? Um, the, Honestly, the entire fucking thing. <laughs> it, it was just so fucking enjoyable for what it is. They know what they're doing, and they do it very well. Of course, they do it extremely well. But Tim, of course, you're going to talk about F9, the fast saga, on in review. But this is KFG. So let's talk about an insomniac multiplayer game, abandons PS5 app getting delayed, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show tim let me tell you i i i've i respect greg miller so much when he holds oh, shows because we were, we went out to watch fast last night and i was up hanging out with y'all until like 2 a.m and I'm trying my hardest to muster up the energy. Bless and like right there with you. It's we're so gonna nail difficult. it today. It's gonna be a great kind of funny games daily. Oh Me yeah, and you, we're feeling ten out of ten. Ain't that right, Bless? That's exactly right. And we got a long day, a long good day ahead of us because right after this, we're gonna be uh, doing the Mario Golf stream. That's right. That's happening live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games uh, and going up later on youtubecom slash Kind of Funny Plays. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be Greg. It's gonna be Andy. It's gonna be Mike. And will Andy be able to stand up to Greg in Mario Golf? You'll have to tune in to find out. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by DoorDash, Canva, and Final Fantasy. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Uh, Baker's Dozen. That was fantastic, Kevin. Starting with our number one insomniac is working on a mystery multiplayer project I'm pulling from Emma Kent at Eurogamer. Insomniac Games has largely focused on single-player titles over the last few years, producing big hits Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart and Marvel Spider-Man for the PlayStation. But it seems the studio has plans to work on a multiplayer project, although exactly what this could be is anyone's guess. A job advert posted by Insomniac on Twitter mentions the developer has, quote, five new job openings for a multiplayer project, end quote. Insomniac is looking for a creative director, systems designer, story lead, art director, and VFX artist. That doesn't give much away, but the systems designer job description does mention having a thorough understanding of melee combat systems, enemy design, and boss design would be useful experience. The designer would help develop combat, navigation, progression, and economy for a multiplayer environment. Make of that what you will. Naturally, this has provoked a fair bit of speculation on social media. Could this be a standalone game or a multiplayer mode for a predominantly single-player game? Some are hoping for a revival of sci-fi shooter Resistance, while others think it could be a co-op for a future Spider-Man title. Given Insomniac has just released Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, it could be quite some time before we hear the actual answer. Tim, 
what is your take? Of course, Insomniac, known for Ratchet, known for Spider-Man. They've done Resistance in the past. When you when you hear that Insomniac is working on a new multiplayer title, where does your brain take you? So there's the thing. They're known for Spider-Man. They're known for Ratchet. They're known for extremely, extremely high-quality video games, specifically high-quality single-player video games. I have nothing but faith in the Insomniac teams at this point. Uh, anything they put out, I'm ready to play it. I'm excited to play it because I expect quality, and they're going to deliver. That's just what they've been doing recently. This news could not do less for me. I don't mm -hmm. care about multiplayer stuff that way. That's not what I want from Insomniac. Whether it's a standalone game or a multiplayer mode, I'm going to hope it's a standalone game. I really like the trend that we've been seeing of games kind of focusing on what they're trying to do, whether it's single player or multiplayer. Make them separate experiences. We don't need to just jam-pack content for content's sake into every video game. And I think Insomniac kind of knows what they're doing. So it's like this could be interesting, especially when you look at PlayStation Studios lineup where multiplayer isn't really their their forte right like that's yeah. not something that uh we get much of from them we've got a couple examples of multiplayer modes in some of the higher higher profile uh games like from naughty dog etc but mm -hmm. this could be interesting there definitely could be something there and if if any of the teams could make it fun i think insomniac definitely are are up there and up for the challenge but yeah this isn't necessarily something that i'm excited for yeah this is something that I'm a, I'm a bit excited for and very curious about because i think this could be like the article mentions it could be a number of things resistance is probably the one where makes sense but also doesn't make sense from a who is asking for resistance aside from the hardcore hardcore playstation audience and folks that fucked with resistance back in the day like as insomniac right now in your pocket you have spider-man you have ratchet and clank you even have sunset overdrive which would probably which would probably be ahead in line uh over something like resistance I think you make the good point of wanting it to be something that's standalone instead of a mode. I think that's when uh, a lot of these a lot of these type of type of games shine, especially when you're talking about the first party PlayStation stuff. Ghost of Tsushima Legends, right, came out as a mode for Ghost of Tsushima, but I wonder like what that would have done if it was something standalone. I wonder if that yeah. would have gotten way more people in because that's something that I absolutely loved, uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, but. I feel like not enough people got into it and played and releasing that separately could have done a lot for it. I like it, especially when we think about what it could possibly be because Spider-Man could make sense. You know, you got Peter Parker, you got Miles Morales. You can add in way more spider characters into that game and you can have maybe a multiplayer iteration of that. I wouldn't want that to be a part of a core Spider-Man game. I want Spider-Man 2 to be a single player game that is focused on being Spider-Man 2. And then if they do do a, 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 a spin-off game, like like how they have Miles Morales, right? Like if they have one of those that is Spider-Man co-op or, Spider or a Spider-Verse game, right? Yeah. That could be an amazing, amazing standalone title that could work in co-op and be this awesome thing. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, that, that could be cool. And yeah, multiplayer could just mean co-op. And that 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 is a way to look at it where it doesn't necessarily need to be pvp and mm -hmm. even with that them talking about thorough understanding of melee combat systems enemy design and boss design it's like oh you know what that could be describing a multiplayer spider-man game yeah. which again i'd be more interested in that than resistance but i would be more interested in just spider-man 2 <laughs> you know not oh, having, yeah not having that stuff but um what's interesting to you think about insomniac and the playstation ecosystem is when you look at the game pass side with xbox like there is that built-in audience there is that barrier to entry that has been removed uh for multiplayer games that i think is going to make a lot of these games thrive like the knockout cities of the world uh the outriders of the world like they have this like 
new chance at uh, really getting an audience, really getting people to talk about it and live in it, which is what multiplayer games need. And on the PlayStation side, they don't really have that luxury. So especially from PlayStation Studios, what are they going to do? We've seen it with like Destruction All-Stars uh, where they put it out on PS Plus. And that, mm -hmm. that is uh, a huge boon for them where like that could work out, could get the, that audience that they would need for this. I don't necessarily see Insomniac doing that if this was a standalone project. But Insomniac are the same team that last gen, well, last gen, PS4, yeah. uh, put out Ratchet & Clank for $40, the remake of the, the first game. And like that was crazy. Now we're seeing $40 titles a little more, it's a little more common. Mm -hmm. But that was a big deal then because that was really breaking the barrier uh, between the $60 msrp and the more budget titles of indie games and dlc and stuff that was like 20 dollars, right but that 40 dollar level was really kind of broken through by insomniac with ratchet yeah playstation isn't afraid to fuck around with their pricing structure a bit as we've seen right like we've seen games go up to 70 dollars but we've also seen the games come out at 50 dollars 40 dollars we've seen your uncharted lost legacies we've seen your spider-man miles morales mess around with hey a, a a complete game doesn't necessarily have to be a full price game right like we can release games that are quality products that are going to speak to people that are going to work and they don't have to be 70 dollars. and especially now going into this next generation where value is becoming more and more of a conversation uh like it feels like exponentially by the day when we have things like xbox game pass and we have things like video games becoming more expensive it could be an amazing move for them to be like, hey, this is a PS Plus title in the way that we released, um, or we had we had higher profile PS Plus games like Bug Snacks, like um, Destruction All Stars. You know, we've had we've had games that we would have treated as premium titles come out on PS Plus, and that could be an avenue for them. Or maybe the avenue is, okay, cool. The multiplayer games that we're going to produce as PlayStation are going to be lower cost. They are going to cost forty dollars or thirty thirty dollars or twenty dollars. Because our goal here is to maintain a player base and maybe even make money off of my Christian's actions. Like, I would be shocked if The Last of Us Factions multiplayer standalone game, stand game is $70. I would be absolutely shocked if that was the case. And I think PlayStation knows that. I think they understand that. And I think them, I, I think there is a shift going on where PlayStation identifies where their blind spots are in terms of what their first party lineup looks like. We love PlayStation for the single player. Uh, narrative action games that they put out, right? Like, we love the Spider-Man. We love God of Wars. We love uh, our, the traditional Naughty Dog games and all those things. But when competition is di diversifying and finding ways to fill in certain gaps and even, like, taking away certain genres that they had before, they had before, right? Like, Microsoft acquiring Bethesda is leaving sort of a gap there in terms of, all right, what does... Western RPGs. Yeah, yeah what does the Western RPG... RPG output look like for PlayStation? What do you, what does the first person shooter output look like for PlayStation? PlayStation is aware of that and you're seeing partnerships happen, right? You're seeing them partner up with Deviation Studios, which was announced at Summer Games Fest kickoff. You're seeing them announce partnerships with Jade Raymond uh, and Firewalk Studios, right? Which Firewalk, I believe, has said they are working on a new multiplayer IP for PlayStation. I think they identify that and they're trying to go after that, after that in a strong way. And how, how that, ends up painting out for them i'm interested to see but i would be shocked if that if if those games end up being full priced i think they know what they got to do in order to make those th make those games feel um uh marketable to people and that has that has to come with value that has to come with the main idea being we're trying to build a community we're trying to put, build a player base for these games and we're trying to establish our own community multiplayer based games
totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this though. Like and, uh, yesterday the there was a news story where Greg and I believe Damon were talking about Ghost of Tsushima and how there's a rumored uh standalone expansion type of game coming out later for that. And I love I love 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 the idea of PlayStation finding multiple iterations on the same IP but doing them in different ways, right? Like we've seen that happen before. Infamous First Light, you know, is an example of like yeah, that's more infamous, but it's more infamous that we love, right? I'll absolutely love more more Ghost of Tsushima, and I would love more like legends type things if they ever wanted to lean back into that. Uh, so I hope to continue to see this kind of thing, and I hope totally. I hope this Insomniac thing is either Spider Man or I hope it is some new iteration of Ratchet Deadlocks because <laughs> I would love That'd for a cool. new Ratchet like co op game. Yeah, that I mean honestly, th- what now that we're a couple weeks uh, out from it, like one of my biggest disappointments with uh rift apart was how limited the arena stuff is like there's mm-hmm. only like 15 challenges and then that's it i was like i, I wish there was more and like a deadlocked would definitely answer that oh yeah i'd be all about that tim mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about story number two uh blue box games we know them that well we've been talking about them for a while of course the developer of the upcoming game abandoned the there's an update right the abandoned saga seems to be over dot 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 for now uh a few things a few things happened over the last couple of days right they put up their countdown for the playstation app that was supposed to drop to tease abandoned that was supposed to come out today the counter hit zero and nothing happened the game didn't come out and then on twitter uh blue box dropped a video with the game director hassan uh basically giving a statement talking about how the game is delayed until uh august or the app is delayed i should say until august the statement goes like this again this is from hassan from blue box uh blue box on twitter quote the last two weeks were really stressful for us the team is very tired we're hoping to release the app today and i know that a lot of you have been looking forward to it so thank you very much for that i really appreciate that However, I have decided to delay the app until August. That is when the first trailer will also be released. We just want to give you a solid first impression of the game. Right now, the app isn't quite there yet. We just want to have it meet our own expectations first, end quote. Uh, Hassan uh, Karaman goes on to discuss that there are still bugs in the app and explains that the localization isn't finished yet uh, before apologizing for the delay. And Tim, this has been such a saga. Disaster. <laughs> Let's, like, I don't disaster, think there's any yes. other word, man. Like, this is just so stupid that I just want it to be over. And, like, you know what? Hopefully, this just means we have at least until August. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't need to talk about this again until then. Like, first off, I'm going to start with this. Don't be mean. Leave oh, these yeah. people alone. Period. That's just, it is what it is. Whatever's happening, leave them the fuck alone. Next off. What the fuck is going on? Don't do this. If you're not ready, don't make announcements like this. Sure, be transparent. Come forth and like let people know what's going on. All of this stuff is just so poorly done. And like this, whatever they were planning, whatever they were trying to do, it got out of hand. And where we're at oh, now yeah. is just this like snowball of shit that has rolled down the mountain. And now we're just stuck here. And so hold on, you're telling me that a trailer is gonna drop with an app, but the app isn't ready. So there was a countdown, but when it ended, now it's delayed. Or you know what guys, don't do that. Yeah. Just don't do that. Just release or the trailer. Or don't drop a count. Like just the fact the that the countdown trailer. hit zero and it was when the countdown hit zero that they released a video that was like, actually this is delayed till August. I feel like that's such a messy 
in very bad thing. Like I was following along with the countdown. I woke up this morning. I was like, all right, time to download the PlayStation app, see what this thing's all about. And for it to be met with like a, hey, not coming out. Disappointing, messy. And I think, I think, I think what's happening is this, right? Like they talk about the app being buggy, localization, all this stuff, right? My assumption is that the biggest reason why they're delaying this to August is because this got way out of hand. This got way bigger than they ever wanted it to be. And 99% of people that would have been downloading the app, 99% of people that are tuning into this thing are tuning into it with the idea of, all right, is this Kojima or not? And I think that is, that for them probably became such a scary thing where at first they were leaning into it, right? When the when the uh, ab- when Abandoned was first announced on the PlayStation blog uh, and they got the comparisons to kojima right and people were asking them about like hey is this a kojima game or whatever right like they leaned off of it hard but then with the with the whole hey the game game's name starts with s ends with l thing they were leaning into it you look at replies they're making on twitter they were leaning into it and the fact that the fact that it's snowballed into this gigantic uh, conspiracy that like got them thousands and thousands of followers on twitter multiple gigantic youtube channels like making videos about them like getting hundreds of thousands of views for them that that probably that probably turned from a oh this is cheeky oh this is a fun way to get some notoriety to then being a oh we fucked up like we fucked up bad we can't lean into this like we are people are going to tear us apart um and it sucks and like again like you said right don't be mean right like don't harass developers don't harass people um but this whole thing is just messy (laughs) It's just messy. And yeah, it's like, you know, I think mistakes were made at some point because obviously they did lead into this. There's, there's no excusing the fact there's no pretending that you weren't like, no, they, they were implying that they were somehow related. Like Kojima was somehow or silent Hills or whatever. You were flying way too close to the sun there. Now just got caught up in all of it. And I don't really know how to get back. The genie is out of the bottle. It just, it is what it is at this point. And them, Handling it this way is just bad. Like, it had the app dropped and it was just a trailer for a game and Kojima had nothing to do with it. It would have been like, all right, cool. Like that, at least we can like button this up and put it away and hope the game is good. And that's it. Mm. And we can just discuss what Abandoned actually is. But now it's still just more talking about a bunch of conspiracy theory bullshit and talking about how poorly they're handling this marketing. And yeah, it's like, great. The any press is good press. That stopped being true a long time ago. We're in a Mm -hmm. new era where that is... With social media, that's just not the case. And that sure they have thousands more followers than they originally had. Now they're gonna have a thousands more people being critical of every single decision they make because they're making bizarre as fuck decisions. And so now yeah. if they start making normal decisions, they're gonna be looked at as crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the hope for them is delaying it to August might uh get them some distance away from all this shit and I hope that's the case for them, right? Like, I hope they're able to escape the Kojima comparisons because I like I like I get how stressful that is when you're facing this person with like a gigantic audience and like everybody's everybody's trying to compare your your thing to their to theirs when your thing is very your your thing is very obviously not his thing, right? Like looking at abandoned, the screenshots look basic, right? Like the game doesn't look like it's it's gonna be, it's gonna shape up to be anything special and that's like it, it's sad because like i want i want developers to succeed i want things to be dope but the promises being made in that playstation blog where it's like it's gonna be 4k 60 fps it's gonna be this this horror game it's gonna be it's gonna be this it's gonna be that reading through it i'm like 
uh, I've not heard of you. Like, I don't know if you guys can actually do the things that you're promising here. And so I hope I hope they're able to clean it up. I hope they're able to get back to a place where it's just them putting out a game and fo- focusing on it. I wonder what this does for the relationship with PlayStation because PlayStation backed them, right, when they allowed them to go on the PlayStation blog and announce the game and all this stuff. I wonder if PlayStation now is like, nah, fuck that. You guys caused the stress. Like, look at all this bullshit you guys caused. Like, no, we're not going to back you on the blog anymore. You guys are on your own. I wonder if that ends up being the next thing. Like, it's 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 rough, man, but the saga is over it. for now. I think they'll be okay. I'm sure Sony PR is not pleased with this at all, nor should they be. Yeah, I would. Very, if I was Sony PR, I'd be pissed handled. off. Yeah, but... I think that like the there's an understanding and and also where we're at right now like Sony needs these games like anything like it's exclusive right what they're talking it's about a, here yeah it's exclusive yeah it's like they I I don't think that in the world we're in right now they're gonna like you know punish yeah. uh, developers for for things like oh this, yeah but... and I don't, and like, I don't think they'll like cyberpunk it right I don't think they're gonna unrelease the game or not let the game on their platform or anything like that but mm-hmm. I would be surprised if there is another PlayStation blog about abandoned. I would think that at, from this point on, they're on their own in terms of marketing that game. I would be shocked. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It, God, it just, it bums me out. Because it's just like, this should be cool. Kojima conspiracy theories should be a fun thing. And it should oh, yeah. be frustrating. But that's what happens with these things, is at some point, it inevitably turns frustrating. Because people have expectations of, it goes from being a fun thing of what it could be, to then people are like, this is what it has to be. And then you're kind of left with, well, it's not that thing. And then people are just like, no, but what if it is? And it's like, what it's not? (laughs) And it Mm -hmm. just keeps going. (sighs) Do you think there's any chance Kojima sees all this going on and is like, I got to stop doing this conspiracy conspiracy shit? (laughs) This is is causing way more trouble than it's worth. Or do you think he's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm Kojima. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. Doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Seriously, he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, man. When do you think we're going to see Kojima's next game? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm shocked we even saw him at the, not Game Awards, but the Summer Game Fest kickoff thing with Death Stranding PS5. I was like, n- not necessarily something I expected to see. Mm-hmm. So, especially Kojima talking about it. It's like, oh, man, okay, cool. Yeah. But him, the way he was talking about 9-11 and other things, uh, <laughs> I, I get the vibe that we're not getting a Kojima announcement this year. Mm. Yeah, I want to know what he's up bummer. to. I want to know what he's up to. I know, mm-hmm. I know he's up. He's up there doing something crazy, and I can't wait to see it. Story number three, Tim. Xbox Game Pass is built into Windows 11. I'm pulling from Samit Sarkar uh, at Polygon. Windows 11, the next version of Microsoft's operating system, will offer a number of features targeted toward PC gamers, led by Xbox Game Pass directly within Windows' uh, new Xbox app, uh, Microsoft announced Thursday during its Windows 11 reveal event. Presenting Windows 11 as the best Windows ever for gaming, Sarah Bond, Xbox Corporate Vice President for Game Creator Experience and Ecosystem, appeared on Microsoft's live stream to announce that Xbox Game Pass will be built right into Windows 11. Microsoft has been testing this functionality for many months with a redesigned Xbox app for Windows 10, but clips of the the Windows 11 version that Bond showed seem to indicate a deeper integration. The Xbox app will also offer Xbox Cloud Gaming for those who subscribe to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Cloud streaming is not included in the cheaper PC or console-only tiers of the service. The integration will allow people to, quote, play the highest fidelity games on all PCs, Bond said. Xbox Cloud Gaming is currently available on PC, but only through a web browser. 
Bond also said that Windows 11 will offer two other gaming-oriented features, the Direct Storage API and Auto HDR, both which debuted on Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Windows 11 is scheduled to be released this holiday season. It'll be available as a free upgrade for Windows 10 users, as long as their PC meets the hardware specifications. Awesome stuff. It's really cool to see Xbox, again, doubling down on uh, quality of life stuff for the audiences, no matter where the audience lives. This is really cool. I fucking love this. I hope that it works as well as they're they're implying it's going to. Windows 11 is something I didn't expect uh, a long time ago. They're like, Windows 10 is it. But mm -hmm. th it being a free upgrade for Windows 10 users, that's a great move there. Better Xbox integration, fantastic move. That's been necessary. The auto HDR is something I'm extremely happy about. It's so uh, such a minor inconvenience to have to go into the settings and turn it on or off depending on if you're playing a game. Uh, but just taking that away and it just hopefully that just means it'll work better because even now it's there's always weird glitches when you are shifting between HDR on and off. Um, but I like the, them caring and putting emphasis on making sure that it, it the Xbox experience on PC is as good as it is on a console. That is so key to the, the, the core tenets of what Xbox is trying to do with Game Pass and beyond, xCloud, all of that stuff. So this is just great, tightening that ecosystem. They've been building the foundation for years. This E3 showed they have the slate of games coming over the next couple of years. So great, more ways to play them and hopefully more ways that are made to play them in, in fantastic fashion. Talking about uh, wanting the same experience as Series X and Series S on a PC, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Like we talk about all the time now that like, Microsoft's whole strategy has been giving, has been give, has been uh, let's try to give the players options. Let's give people any option available to hop into the Xbox ecosystem and go from there. And again, like this is this is just strengthening that. Tim, for you, Halo Infinite is theoretically coming out this fall. Where are you going to play? Are you playing on PC or on your Xbox console? A little bit of both, right? Like because I can. I love that. I love that the it just Xbox more than anybody has made it seamless to be able to just have your save crossover and just keep going. Uh, and I've had a great experience with that. There's been a couple good examples. Ubisoft, I think, has done a really good job as well of having mm. that be a seamless experience. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited to play on my ultra wide for a bit uh, and then pop over and play on TVs, play it wherever I want. Like it's it's exciting, you know? And I love that they're, uh, I've been reading the the blogs about Halo Infinite and them talking about wanting to just give people the options. And like, I'm excited to play a little bit with mouse and keyboard, a little bit with controller, kind of play however I want in that moment. Mm hmm Tim, you know what else is a seamless experience? Mm. Going over to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. But if you made it to this part of the show, that means that you didn't. And so here are some ads. This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner, check. Deodorant, check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin', check, check, check. Everything you need, anytime you want it with DoorDash. They want Chinese, you want some pizza, and everyone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need delivered with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery option. 
of course i'm well versed in doordash because i use it all the time uh of course uh, they don't it's not even in this they have a thing called the dash pass where you can get uh you know delivery fees uh, removed you get a whole bunch of other benefits i use that uh, because we doordash at least once a week usually uh chinese pizza you name it uh, sometimes the day ends in jen and i just don't want to cook and doordash is so simple to get what we want when we want it with over 300,000 partners in the u.s puerto rico australia and now canada you can support your local go-to's or choose from your favorite nation restaurant national restaurants i should say like popeyes chipotle and cheesecake factory for a limited time our listeners can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter the code games 2021 for our canadian listeners use the code games ca that's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMES CA in Canada. Don't forget, that's GAMES2021 or GAMES CA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our next sponsor, you might be asking, who is it, Greg? What is it going to be? It's Canva Pro. Of course, Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with life, no, no, time-saving tools. I thought it was life-saving tools. Let's not go too far. It's time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Of course, we've been using Canva Pro here for a while. Tim's been using it to make these little decks that we can show to people, and we're like, hey, why don't you work with Kind of Funny? And he goes in there and he's learned to design with it. Canva Pro is amazing and there's no idea too big or too small when it comes to Canva Pro. So if you want to create something online, Canva Pro, Canva Pro is a tool you need. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45 day extended trial. That's C-A- N-V-A dot M-E slash K-F-G-D. Canva dot me slash K-F-G-D. And our final sponsor of the day, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. It's time to join the resistance because Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade for PlayStation 5 is here. The shadowy Shinra Corporation is draining the planet's life force for their own again, but all is not lost. The mercenary Cloud Strife teams with Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith to take Shinra down. Whether they succeed depends on you. Of course, we're so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, the definitive edition of the award-winning Final Fantasy VII Remake has expanded graphical gameplay and system enhancements and it brings final fantasy's visuals to the next level it's got more realistic backgrounds it's got better lighting it's all around beautiful to look at hell you know that final fantasy 7 remake was our game of the year now they've made it better what's not to love integrate also gives you the ability to switch between graphics mode if you want 4k and performance mode if you prefer super smooth action with 60 frames per second on top of it, Intergrade comes with the episode Intermission, a brand spanking new episode featuring Wu-Tang Ninja, Yuffie, as the main character. Play as Yuffie as she conspires with Avalanche HQ to steal the ultimate materia from the Shinra Electric Power Company. Play as new characters and enjoy expanded gameplay experience featuring multiple new combat additions. And if you've already bought Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4, you can download a free PS5 enhancement for the PS5 console. Episode Intermission is available as a separate purchase after you upgrade. 
Buy Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PlayStation 5 today. Go to sqex.link slash remake kfgd. That's sqex.link backslash remake kfgd. Gotta love those Wu-Tang ninjas. Story number four, 12 Minutes has revealed their official poster. This comes from a blog post over on their website. Uh, Kevin, I have a link you can pull up to show people what it looks like. Awesome. Uh, They write, as you might know, I'm a pretty big movie fan, and 12 Minutes has been inspired by the work of the masters that crystallized the psychological thriller genre. Hitchcock, Kubrick, and Fincher, to name a few. These creators have a way of wielding the visual language to tell stories on several different levels. With their movies, the composition and mise-en-scene have as important of a role in revealing the story uh, and characters as the words that are coming out of the actors' mouths. But the story doesn't start at the opening credits, but well before that, with every other element related to the final picture. Once Once we realized the direction we wanted for this title, we focused our efforts on creating a marketing campaign that follows the footsteps of this genre and film in general. And now it's finally time to reveal something we've had in the works for quite some time. The extremely talented team at Motion helped bring to life a poster, uh, a poster treatment for this project. Our goal is to make not only something that you'd be happy to see hanging on your wall, but ho- hopefully is iconic enough to survive the test of time, uh, clearly connects to the movie genre, and above all, fits with the themes and narrative of what this interactive thriller is about. Without further ado, you would like to unveil the official poster for 12 minutes. And it looks really cool. It looks really cool. It's, if you're an audio listener, it's like a red and black poster. It's a guy walking out of this, uh, like, I guess, like spiral circular opening. Yeah. It's like a vignette. Yeah, like cast a large shadow. It looks like a Hitchcock poster, basically. Yeah, it is awesome. This is the exact opposite of Abandon and marketing working well. Like, I love this. There's so much love and care being put into it. There's the clear inspiration from classic movies and them doubling down on that and being like yeah that is the inspiration and we're trying to do that in indie game form love it they're really doing a great job i am so excited for this we're all excited for this and i just think that they keep knocking it out of the park with every single update for the game there's something cool that they're adding and i i really really love the vibe that we're getting from this yeah, I cannot wait for this thing. Like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head saying that it's the exact opposite of Bandon, which with, with every new reveal or every new piece of marketing material for this game, I actually get more and more excited for it. Seeing this pop up, on the, pop up on the timeline, I was like, oh shit, 12 minutes is about to come out. And oh shit, they're absolutely nailing what they want the tone of this thing to be. And I'm very excited to see, like, you know, they talk about their inspirations with classic movies and all this stuff. And to be able to have the um, the cast lineup be what it is with Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, uh, and have that movie posted Willem there. Oh, baby. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Like, one, that's an all-star li- lineup. Two, it seems like if it feels like we're watching people make the game of their, their dreams, which is making me excited to see it. Right. The fact that they're so excited to market it and talk about it and show it off. I mean, dude, let's go back to when it was first revealed the game looked good like that's where mm-hmm. we're starting is the game itself looked good all this marketing stuff and all the extra added actors and stuff that's all just enhancing a game that already was exciting right oh yeah we're in a great place man august 19 2021 we are so close to this thing let's now, fucking go the seeing this poster was a reminder to me that we're apparently in the year of video game time loops between returnal between this between death loop by the time we get to the end of the year, do you have any predictions on the game that's going to be the time loop game of the year? 
Uh, fuck. I mean, shit. Returnal set a high bar, right? But I think oh, yeah. that Returnal also, because of its difficulty, kind of has a smaller audience overall. So I think that... I don't know. I think all three are doing different things. I think Deathloop has the biggest chance of not being utterly fantastic. And I think that really? it's... It, it, I, I think it's going to be graded harsher than mm-hmm. these other games is what I mean to say. Like people expect that to be a 9.5. So mm-hmm. if it's lacking in certain ways, I can see people being like, oh, it's not what we expected it to be. Whereas like with this, with 12 minutes and with Re- Returnal proved itself already, it's like, I think all three are going to be very, very highly praised. And I don't think there's necessarily going to be one time loop winner at the end. Yeah. I'm super I'm I'm super excited for both uh this and Deathloop and coming off of Returnal too. Like I I I feel like I'm in the place where I am definitely not I'm not feeling fatigue with time loop stories. You know, like I'm I'm kind of in a place where I'm like, dude, I'm ready to to jump into like a bunch of different stories regarding time loops right now. Like loop me up, man. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm all in on it. And so I can't wait for these two games. We have one more news story for the Roper Report. Story number five, Konami has announced a competitive murder mystery game called Crime Site. I'm pulling from Rebecca Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz. No, at IGN. I'm so used to writing, <laughs> I'm so used to writing GamesIndustry.biz after Rebecca Valentine's name that like it trips me up whenever she comes up and it's like, oh no, it's IGN. So uh, this is another one I have a trailer for, Kevin, if you want to pull it up as I'm reading through. Konami has announced a new werewolf-style game set in a futuristic London called Crime Site. It's coming to PC and currently has signups available for a closed beta test starting tomorrow. Crime Site takes place in London in 2075, that's the year 2075, uh, where AI predictions of when and where crimes will happen have all but eradicated actual crime. A special AI, dubbed Sherlock, is developed to help avoid a future where the world falls into ruin. But an, but an AI rival, dubbed Moriarty, stands to entangle all its efforts. The game divides players into teams without revealing their identities, uh, where the Moriarty players must meet certain conditions to get away with murdering a target NPC, while the Sherlock players must deduce not only who the culprits are, but also who the victim of the crime will be in a multiplayer competitive social deduction game. Though it does not yet have a release date... A multiplayer date, competitive social deduction game. That's the new wave, man. That's new. That's Among Us right there. It's Among I'm, Us, I'm, I'm man. Yeah. I'm all about it. Though it does not have a release date yet, uh, signups are now available for a closed beta for Crime Site on its official website and will remain open through July 10th. The closed beta itself runs from June 25th through July 11th and will take place via Steam. Tim, I'm not going to lie. I read the description. I read Rebecca Valentine's article, and I was like, okay, not what I want from, from Konami, but like this shit sounds kind of fire. Like I love I love social dis- deduction games. I I got very heavily into Clue at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And so I was like, yo, I might actually try this out. Watch the trailer, and I was like, all right, this this doesn't seem as exciting as I want it to be, but I might still try it out. Like I'm down for some social deduction with two AIs battling it out that are Sherlock-themed for some reason. I mean, it's kind of just exciting that Konami's making video games. Like, there's mm-hmm. at least a, a, glim- a glimmer of hope uh, that we might get some stuff from them. But, uh, yeah, this is – it's interesting to see trends happen in games where it's like there's the one hit and then everybody does the, you know, I'm going to try my hand at it and see what yeah. happens. Um, and I'm a little shocked that we haven't seen more Among Us-type clones popping up, or at least none in, in that, like, really hit in the mainstream the way we saw with Battle Royales or, you know, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer games and things like that in the last couple of years. but. Uh, good on them. This seems 
weird as hell. <laughs> like I like the, the the premise of the competing AIs is interesting enough. Seems like a fun like a Japanese minority report. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all I'm all about it. I well, I want to know more. The trailer kind of like dampened my excitement a bit, but I still want to try it out just for the fuck of it because I I I love the idea of it. Tim, do you think when do you think Konami does anything with Metal Gear? I I don't know. I feel like there was a reason they were going to be at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason they pulled out. I imagined there was a game that they wanted to show that they weren't ready to show. I got to imagine that was Metal Gear or Castlevania. I mean, it has to be one of the higher or Silent Hills, but no, I don't think it's Silent Hills. I mean, it probably could it could have been Crime Site. Based on what we got at E3 from a lot of the third party publishers, it felt uh-huh. like folks were gonna were just gonna show up to E3 just to be at E3. But and so, they like, backed out though. If that was their plan, mm-hmm. I think they would have committed to it and just done it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone else did. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Them backing it, yeah. out. I I think that it was a more substantial IP that they thought they had something. I would hope so, man, because I, I I want to see more from Metal Gear. And I'm in that conflicting place where it's hard to want more from Metal Gear from Konami without Kojima. Knowing how Konami has treated Metal Gear since 2015 with Survive and the Pichingo Machines and all the other things. But that IP is just so good that I would want them to either like give it to somebody or like Perfect World, they will, they would will license it to PlayStation and PlayStation would give it to Blue Point or Kojima Productions or somebody competent to work on it. But yeah, man, that IP is just is, is stuck in such a weird place being under Konami and Konami's just kind of sitting on it. And I'm like, I want more Metal Gear, man. Yeah. I want it. It hurts. I'm with you. I'm with you. But Tim, more Metal mm-hmm. Gear is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Mighty Aphid for Xbox One, Scarlet Nexus for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, Mario Golf Super Rush for Switch, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 for Switch, Promisa for Switch, Number One Crosswords Bundle for Switch, Loop Index for Switch, Sweet Sugar Candy for Switch, Enigmatis, the Ghost of Maple Creek for Switch, Sunhaven for PC, and then Ayu Senki Gold, a new conquest is out today for PC. We got no new dates, we got no deals of the day, but we do have a gamer confession. Remember, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or you can write in with your questions. You can uh, avoid the ads, you can get the kind of funny games daily post show. But now, Greg introduced a new segment to the show this week titled Gamer Confession, where you write in, let us know what your gamer confessions are, and we judge you for it. Right now, I have one from Anonymous who writes in and says, I'm 30 years old. Throughout my life at home, there has been, or let me read that again. I am 30 years old. Throughout my life at home, there has been a Game Boy Color, a GBA, DS, 3DS, Wii, and a Switch. Despite this, I've only ever finished one traditional Mario game, that being Super Mario Odyssey. It's not even the genre as I it's not even the genre as I really enjoy platformers. Something about them just doesn't hook me beyond the first few worlds. Tim, you and you and I here at Kind of Funny are Mario fans one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, debatable on which which order that that goes into. We'll figure out someday. Mm-hmm. Probably on a Twitch stream hosted mm-hmm. by Snow Michael. Michael. How do you feel about this this writing from Anonymous? Um, I mean, it's I, I'm a little shocked, honestly, because I, I just it doesn't 
compute to me how you could beat and enjoy Mario Odyssey and then not really be grabbed by the other ones because there's just a level of quality that and if you especially if you like platformers like the first few worlds of the games don't don't hook you I I just I don't understand I just don't understand the games are so good if you don't like platformers I get that but yeah it's just weird yeah i'll say anonymous try out the galaxy games because i definitely understand i understand a few things right like maybe you don't want to go back to 64 or sunshine because old game is old right like i I get that even though 64 in my heart still holds up still one of the greatest games ever made but i do understand how difficult it is to go back to old games uh and i might also understand if you're not into maybe 2d platformers or mario 2d platformers specifically like I don't that's, get it fully because they're perfect, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Maybe that's not your jam. But if you loved and finished uh, Odyssey, try go try going back to Mario Galaxy. You know, maybe the maybe the thing there might be motion controls, who knows? But Mario Galaxy 2 for sure, I think, is one that you can probably get past. Uh uh, even even with the motion controls being a thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't think so. I don't think so. But Anonymous, you know, I'm not gonna judge you too hard here. We all we all have our confessions here, we all have our secrets. Uh uh you know, what if I said I'd never beat a Mario game? That'd be a lie, but it could have been true. Who knows? Who knows? God. Tim, folks can go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, uh, where you can write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Uh, okay, well, that is very unrelated to the show. Frank B. And then, let's see here. Let's see here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. all right uh hi them writes into kind of funny.com slash you're wrong it says uh the abandoned teaser trailer from the playstation blog was not from the game and the game still not shown according to the blue box studio twitter i don't think that's true i don't think that's true like the maybe more people write in and correct me if i'm wrong about this like the screenshots and footage we've seen on the playstation blog like those were supposedly from the game. Like those, those are them advertising the game. There, I don't think that was them trying to promote the app. Unless like Blue Box is still trying to pull some shenanigans, I have no idea. But I don't think that I don't think that's oh, the case. Man. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim. I'm right there with you. Uh, of course, it's Friday. The week is over, but we have a whole new week coming up next week. Next week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. On Monday, it's me and Tim. Tuesday, it's Greg and question marks. Wednesday, it's me and Andy. Thursday, it's Greg and Tim. And on Friday, it's me and Tim. We're back at it like a bad habit. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Andy Cortez embarrassing himself in Mario Golf Super Rush. So stay tuned for that. Of course, this is has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Games. so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>